Paris, how are you today? I'm doing well, Craig. Great to see you again, and, and thanks for having me on the show. You know, you've been at, you and I have, uh, have had a number of conversations about uh, what's going on in truck stop and the broader landscape and trucking. Uh, it's an amazing, it's been a, a couple of amazing years, not just for uh, truck stop itself, but the industry. I'd love to get the update on what are you guys seeing in the market right now? And then you also had this big transaction that you guys have just acquired RMIS. Would love to dive into that. But let's let's start generally with the market. What are you what are you guys sensing in the market? Yeah. Uh you know, these are unprecedented times for us. Uh not only or in a, in a variety of different ways. So if, if we look at load volumes uh, that are showing up uh on our uh marketplace they're up uh, substantially uh, year over year. And and if we just look at uh, the first three months of 2021 and compare those to 2020, 2020 was actually a pretty good year up until April. Uh, you know, we, we saw a significant decrease in loads being posted in April. Uh, that came back uh, uh, later in the year. But the first three months were actually a pretty good year. And so when we look at year-over-year growth, uh, January was up 50%. Uh, February and March were up 100% year over year. So uh, uh, March, uh, February and March both will exceed our, our previous high, uh, which happened in 2018. And, and so both of those months are higher than what we saw in 2018. And that was in uh, June of 2018. And so the fact that we're seeing this much freight uh, on our site uh, this early in the year, uh, which typically Q2 is when we see the bulk of the freight, uh, it, it really, uh, to me, signals a very strong, very healthy uh, market uh, for our, our customers. I mean, every metric uh, across the board, the one that I think has caused a lot of stress, not so much, it certainly drives the spot market conditions, uh, but is the driver situation, the fact that capacity is not coming back into the market. Uh, it's keeping capacity tight. And I don't know what, what you see, Paris. Do you see any relief in that anytime soon? I, I think there are a couple things. Uh, one is just the, the rates, it, you know, the, the pure market dynamics. I, I think that will start to draw more carriers in uh, over time. Uh, that, that's probably slower uh, than what uh, the industry would like. But you know, if we look at rates, uh, Rates in the month of March, uh, uh, factored rates in the month of March, were about fifteen thirty per load, which historically they're around twelve hundred dollars a load. So, uh, you know, certainly uh, shippers and brokers are paying much more today uh, to to move their freight, uh, which while it's not ideal for them, uh, they they would love to move it for less. Uh, it, it's great for our carrier customers. And, and so I think that will start to draw carriers back into the, the industry. I think there are some other things that may play into that, but I, I think uh, those, uh, those are going to be even longer potentially. You know, if we look at regu deregulating some of the, the restrictions around uh, driver age and, and uh, things like that, or making it easier for drivers to get into the industry, uh, I, I think that's certainly a possibility, but I don't see that changing anytime soon. So I, I, I think these conditions are going to stay this way for a while. Yeah, it certainly gets a lot of conversation. Some of the fleets, it's interesting because I, I think at times uh, some fleets want this sort of loose regulatory environment to so they can do what they want. But it, that often 
hurts them because it creates all this capacity. And so uh, it's it's always this interesting uh, at time our industry, which we love so much, can shoot itself in the foot because it creates rules or, or fights rules that actually will and help uh, create stronger pricing. I mean, ultimately, you want a market to work and you want capacity to be able to get products. I my wife and I have built an addition to our house and we have items, you know, windows and doors and, and furniture that's three, four months behind just because there isn't enough capacity, but not just in freight capacity, but it also just in general supply chain issues. It's just it's just been a mess. But that's good for our industry. Uh, and I'm curious what this infrastructure bill that uh, President Biden has, uh, has suggested or has talked about. Uh, the amount of money that's going to be spent on infrastructure, how much that will drive additional demand. You guys have a lot of exposure to flatbed, or at least have been uh, the market leader in the flatbed loadboard business. I would imagine it's a really bullish thing for your marketplace. It, it, it is. And, and, and that's uh, it, it's been interesting to watch the dynamic over last year uh, since the pandemic uh, started. You know, initially, we saw uh, volumes in uh, refrigerated uh, freight and, and van freight uh, increase uh, dramatically. You know, I talked about earlier, April of last year was uh, was a low month. Uh, but then after April, it, things really started to take off. Uh, but they took off primarily in, in refrigerated and van freight. Flatbed was a little low, uh, a little slower uh, to, to pick back up, uh, both in terms of volumes and in terms of rates. Now, as we make the turn into 2021, we're starting to see flatbed accelerate. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see as uh, more and more things open up. Uh, hopefully, plants uh, start their increase in capacity. Uh, the, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with oil and, and uh, that's impact on, on flatbed freight. But uh, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty bullish about uh, what's going to happen, uh, not only in flatbed, but in, in freight in general through the, the remainder of the year. Yeah, it seems like the industrial economy, the Economist had a great article about it this week, is that this is this could be the industrial renaissance of sorts, uh, where manufacturing is coming back into the United States. This massive infrastructure bill will help drive that. We could see domestic manufacturing return. And one of the things that's probably not talked about enough in our industry is that this $3 trillion infrastructure bill will be tied to American-based industrial activity. So in order to participate in the, the government spending, you'll have to produce a lot of these products, this infrastructure uh, manufacturing onshore, which just drives this economy. And uh, it's exciting for our industry because it means more freight has got to move. Uh, we got to fix the driver situation, or at least find ways to to cope because i know when i talk to a lot of executives that's the biggest thing on their mind is how do i solve it and it, it, like i said it, it'll be interesting to see what happens i, I just saw uh, a statistic the other day where the average driver uh, uh or owner operator net income was a little over sixty thousand in 2019 in 2020 it was closer to seventy thousand, and and that was before rates were at, at fifteen hundred dollars plus a load. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2021 and, and see if that increase in rate uh, attracts more talent to the industry. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I came from a fleet, you know, my family's a large trucking company and been around it. And it's interesting because one of the things you talk to uh, owners of fleets is the first thing they talk about is can't find drivers and how much more money they have to spend on drivers. 
it's interesting because in some ways it's like, well, this is good. We're able to increase the rates that drivers are able to get, even as employees, which actually just helps everyone across their industry. It makes it a much uh, uh, healthier industry in terms of financial support for the folks that do all the hard work. So in some ways there's this sort of, you know, we can sort of complain or, or, or be challenged by having to increase pay and the challenge is there, but there's also this, that's, that's a good thing in the long run. Cause it means uh, that it's creating a more dynamic market and it's also supporting the individuals that do the really hard work, which is driving a truck, because it's it is certainly hard. Uh, Paris, I want to want to shift a little bit. You guys have made a big acquisition this year, but you've also had a, a, a change at the top. A lot of management executive staff have left the company uh, to do other things. Um, now they've all done and landed in fantastic roles. You have a new CEO with Trent Roberg that uh, took the role at an auto hauler. So it's certainly not a suggestion that uh, th these folks are, are are not moving up in the world, if you will. And you must be proud that they're part of that coaching tree that is Truckstop. But what does this mean for Truckstop as you lose this talent uh, and these folks go on to other things? Yeah. You know, you know it's always with mixed emotions uh, that, uh, that you have a change in leadership. Uh, on, on one hand, we're certainly... Uh, uh, sad to lose uh, uh, those people that we get to work with every single day, and and we lose their experience within the company. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we're extremely excited uh, for them and, and for their careers. You know, you brought up Trent. Uh, Trent is a phenomenal executive. Uh, I think he'll do wonders as a CEO, and that I, that's something that he and I have talked about in the past, and uh, and and I know that he's. Uh, wanted that role for a while now, and and we've been trying to prepare him for that. And so, uh, you know, that's that's how I look at it. Um, I, I came from public accounting, where it, it, it's it's move up or out, uh, and they go through a tremendous amount of turnover. And that's not what we're trying to promote here at Truck Stop. But uh, there's this uh, um, collegial or alum, alumni feeling. I, I, I'm, I'm an alum of Deloitte, uh, for example. I still get emails from Deloitte and I attend Deloitte functions, uh, even though I left uh, Deloitte uh, nearly 15 years ago. And, and I, I still have a lot of great connections uh, with the people I work with. And so, you know, for us, that, that's really what I'm trying to create here at Truck Stop. And what we're, our team is trying to create is, is that environment where we're we provide people an opportunity to grow. Uh, ideally, we want them to grow as much as they can within Truck Stop, but we know that not everyone's going to be able to grow and 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 uh, reach the the goals that they have in their own careers within the company. Uh, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I, I I don't think anytime soon. And and so for Trent to become a CEO and and, and obtain that uh, that role, it, you know, it, it wasn't going to happen here at Truck Stop. And and so certainly supported Trent in in that transition. Yeah, same thing with other executives as well. Yeah, maybe you guys are like the Alabama of the industry, where you know they they come, they work for a couple of years, help you guys continue to build this enterprise, and then go on to, to their own coaching career, their own CEO uh, career, because that's certainly what we're seeing with a lot of executives that have had the opportunity to do that. But one of the things that that we ask, or the industry asks, is what is the story at Truck Stop? Uh, before we went on air, you, you gave me a sense of how well you guys are doing. You want to share that with the audience? Yeah. So we, we just completed our, our best month ever in the, the company's history. 
so, so March was a fantastic uh, month in every aspect of the business. Uh, our, our, our payments business uh, had its best month. Our factor or our uh, uh, freight matching business uh, had its best month. And, and so, uh, you know, we continue to grow, continue to evolve. Uh, we just recently have launched our newest iteration of the uh, freight matching marketplace, and all new customers are now on that uh, 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 that marketplace, that platform. We're transitioning our existing uh, existing customers over to the new platform uh, as we speak, and uh, just really excited about what's happening with the business. So uh, all you know, all. All things within uh, the business right now are, are, are running at uh, a full speed ahead and uh, no, no pun intended here. And, uh, uh, you know, really excited about what's happening within the business. So, Paris, you did a, a pretty substantial transaction uh, uh, earlier in March uh, where you guys bought RMIS. Tell us a little bit about uh, RMIS and why did you why did Truckstop acquire them? Yeah. So for, for those that aren't familiar with RMIS, uh, RMIS is the uh, leader in uh, carrier onboarding and compliance solutions. So uh, what that means is uh, if a carrier wants to onboard with a broker or shipper, that's a very manual process typically. Uh, and it involves a lot of paperwork moving back and forth. It, it's, it, and, and there's a, a lot of potential liability created uh, through a manual process. And, and that's prior to RMIS, that's what was happening within the industry. Uh, most brokers were uh, employed a staff of, of people to obtain this paperwork from carriers and make sure that uh, that the, uh, the carrier's uh, insurance and uh, safety records and all those complied with uh, uh, the company's policies. RMIS has created a service now that automates all of that. And today RMIS, uh, counts nine out of the top 10 largest uh, freight brokers and 3PLs as customers. And, and they have over half of the top 50 3PLs and brokers as uh, as their onboarding and compliance customers. And so uh, for us, when we think about our mission of bringing brokers and carriers together, uh, RMIS is a, a key part of that. Uh, they're, they're, the, they're the glue, so to, uh, so to speak, that, uh, that facilitates the actual uh, ability of a carrier to work with a broker and, and vice versa. And, and so when you complement uh, truck stops freight matching marketplace with RMIS's uh, onboarding compliance services, uh, we now have a powerful platform that we can uh, facilitate the, uh, the match, not only of freight, but also of carriers with, with brokers uh, in, in ways that we couldn't do before. And so, this is, we believe, really one of those instances where it's a, a case of one plus one equals four or five or, or, or more. Uh, uh, there's just a number of opportunities for us to uh, to leverage what each company does best. So where does this go from here? I mean, you've got two separate businesses. You've acquired it. Any? Are you public about how big RMIS was uh, in terms of size and scale of the company? Uh, we're, we're not in, in terms of their financial uh, numbers. I, I can tell you that they have 150 uh, 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 professionals in, in the business. So if that gives you some uh, idea of the perhaps the scale. Uh, so by no means are they a, what I would call a, a small company. Uh, they certainly have some size. And, and what's exciting to us as we think about acquisitions is RMIS uh, checked all of the boxes. 
So they, uh, they're EBITDA positive. Uh, they've had a, a, a history of uh, strong financial growth. And so when you, uh, when you think about truck stop and what we've done, uh, RMIS is, is a very similar company in, in many ways and, and fits nicely with, uh, with what we're trying to do. So Paris, are EBITDA positive companies, when you look at M&A, is that an important criteria for, for you guys? That is, yes. Yeah, we absolutely are, are focused not only on top line growth, uh, but also on the company's ability to achieve that growth. And if they can do both, uh, have be EBITDA positive and uh, and grow at a at a nice rate, uh, those are the types of companies that we look for. So what's what's next for Truckstop? I mean, the business we've talked about. The, this is a massively healthy market. It's incredible. You know, the, the just what's happening overall has been incredible this past year. There's a lot of startups that are very early stage, most of those companies, even the ones that have raised a lot of capital are not cash flow positive. We're not cash flow positive. And it's not, it's something that we believe that we can hit the next year, but it's not a priority compared to growth. How do you look at the landscape of all these startups that are out there? And there's a lot of companies certainly that you could acquire, but how do you guys decide this is a business that we want to be in? Yeah. Uh, so the financial aspect, I would say, is just one uh, aspect. And, and like I mentioned, we, we look for uh, top line growth and uh, those companies that are able to be EBITDA positive. That doesn't mean that we wouldn't ever invest or acquire a business that's not EBITDA positive. Uh, but those are the ones that sort of stand out to us. Um, and, and those are the ones that we look for first. In addition to the financial opportunities, we look at the strategic rationale. And when we looked at RMIS, uh, it, it was clear that, uh, they, that they were the leader in onboarding and compliance services. Uh, we, we have tools uh, similar to RMIS within TruckStop in, in some cases. And uh, it, it would be interesting to note that unsolicited, uh, we would have mutual customers tell us how great RMIS is and all the wonderful things that we were doing. And so on, on one hand, you know, our ego was hurt maybe a little bit. Uh, on the other hand, it was, it, you know, it, it just confirmed uh, our, our desire to uh, to acquire the business. So uh, as, as we think about, uh, you know, what's next for us, I, I think now we have the, the capability to really become more predictive and uh, the way that we help brokers and carriers work together. Um, RMIS is one of those, uh, those pieces that we were missing uh, because we didn't know which carriers were working with which brokers. Now we know that. Uh, we know that in spades. And, and so we're going to be able to help uh, facilitate uh, our, our broker and shipper customers finding more and more capacity that, uh, that they didn't even know existed. So you basically bringing more intelligence to your brokerage customers so that they can be more effective and eliminate a lot of the sort of false positives, if you will, in the marketplaces. Because that's it's always sort of the, the one of the big rubs with the load board business, if you will, is there's a lot of false positives, a lot of noise, and you have to how do you prioritize it and how do you how do you properly match up? You guys recently launched your uh, Book It Now product, which provides that direct booking through the platform. How has that been going for you? Yeah, well, we, it continues to grow. You know, we're still, uh, we're a little over a year uh, into its launch. And so it's still early days. Uh, but uh, when you talk to our carriers that use Book It Now, 
they absolutely love it. Uh, so we have uh, out of five, you know, a, a rating of five, our, our carriers give it a 4.3. Uh, and, and we have one, uh, one of our customers, they gave us a list of carriers that uh, they had only used once within the previous 100 days, or excuse me, 180 days. Out of that list that they gave us, we now have helped create a thousand carriers that have moved more than five loads in the last year uh, for that uh, that particular broker. And so we're able through Book It Now to not only uh, better match carriers with uh, with freight, uh, but we're also able to increase capacity for our brokerage customers that use it because our our, our carriers love it uh, once they experience it and they don't have to negotiate over the phone and, and they can just click a button and be awarded the freight. Uh, they they want to do business more with uh, with those brokers that that are using that functionality, and with capacity as tight as it is, getting uh, the ability to automate a automate that so you can go back to working on the exceptions, but also uh, able to secure that truck instantly makes it very valuable. I would imagine for for those brokerage customers that workflow element. Where is Truck Stop headed over the next couple of years? I mean, this is something that I always sort of, I, I draw a lot of inspiration from financial services and FinTech. And I know you guys have a payments business that's a part of the truck stop story. Uh, but I, I often think of what's happening in financial markets and FinTech is overflowing to the freight industry. Or is we, we can draw inspiration from that. I, I often think of truck stop as the NASDAQ of the trucking market, uh, particularly when you start doing the automated booking where is where do you guys take this in the next five years? I, I think you'll see more and more integration uh, of our products. So today, uh, through acquisition, we have a, a number of different services that we offer. We have uh, the payments business, the freight matching business. Uh, now with RMIS, we have the onboarding and, and compliance, uh, as well as SaferWatch. I, I would be remiss to, to not mention that acquisition that we made a couple of years ago. So now... Over uh, over the coming years, you will see these products and services come together in, in ways that uh, that make it much easier for our customers uh, to utilize. Uh, to, today, they have to go to different websites. Tomorrow, they'll be able to go to one website. They'll be able to, to have access to not only these services, but also to the information in, in places that maybe they didn't have it before. So rather than navigating to a separate web page, uh, they'll be able to have all of this information right at their fingertips. So it's all about basically automation and workflow. And you think about the digitization that's taking place, eliminating a lot of that excess work that doesn't provide value at the end of the day, right? That's right. That's um, right. And and, and uh, not only doing it on a reactive basis, uh, you know, if you think about a traditional load surge that a carrier does, uh, you know, they 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 have to input the information. Uh, in the future now, especially with this information that we have from RMIS, we will be able to more uh, proactively and predictively present uh, freight to carriers so that they don't even have to search for it. Uh, so uh, again, reducing the amount of inefficiency uh, in the system today. That's awesome. That's a, obviously a great use case for that integration. Paris, I got, got to ask, public markets are super hot. Yeah, I know you are a, a student of the market like I am. We you mentioned it before. What does this mean for truck stop? Um, you know, as we look at what's happened to public markets, 
looks like TruckStop would be a fantastic company to go public. Are we going to see that from the TruckStop story? You know, we we try not to be uh, um, specific uh, or focused on the outcome. Uh, we're more focused on building the best business that we can, and, and we think the outcome will take care of itself. So we, we've heard from others that they think our profile might be great for, for a public company. Uh, and, and while we're flattered, and that may be one of the options that's available to us, uh, that is only one option. Uh, and so... Uh, we, we know at some point there'll be another transaction. Uh, uh, when that is, you know, we haven't made a, a specific determination on that. Uh, and, and what that looks like uh, in our minds is still uh, open to, uh, to several different possibilities. Well, I hope when you figure out that path, when that path finds you, that you'll come on here and share it with us so that uh, we can be a part of uh, the celebration uh, as that takes place. Paris, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Best of luck, rest of the year. Uh, don't forget, we have F3 coming to Chattanooga. You, you and I can do this on stage. How, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm ready to try again. Festival November. So what's what's shocking about that is we launched it in early March. It is it, it, it we we had a budget. We're already double the budget in terms of bookings. If it continues the same momentum through November, it will not only be the biggest event we've ever hosted, it'll be bigger than all of the events combined. That's assuming that it continues the same momentum. So, Paris, love to see you there. Love to spend some time with you. You can also get tickets on Freightways. There is a, a site up there for books. So be sure to do that if you haven't done that. Paris, thank you so much. Uh, 